Well, it's uh, week three of four in gathering around the campfire, and uh, you may be saying, uh, Doug, why are we doing this? Why are you sitting in an old folding chair and uh, gathering around this scene? Uh, I could say this, the answer to that is because we're not an organization, we're a faith family, we're a church family. And uh, every so often, it's just really good to kind of gather around the campfire as a people and to be able not only to reflect on what's happened, but particularly be able to look towards what's coming ahead. And that's what this time is about. It's aligning as a faith family about what we believe the Lord has for us in the years to come. So if you're visiting with us, this is going to be a great chance for you to kind of continue to get to know our heart and our heartbeat and what our desire and what our passions are. I go back 25 years ago. It's 25 years ago. Now I was five years old. No. I go back 25 years ago and a key mentor in my life said to me, Doug, view and do life in chapters. View and do life in chapters. I am really not kidding when I say this. That was one of the most profound sentences that has come to be in my life. By the way, the campfire just started. Oh, it's better. Um, That has come to be one of the most profound sentences for my life. I literally can now go back and map out Life has happened for me in generally three to five-year chapters. We generally have this thing where we just see our life and we tend to see life in just this ongoing series of rolling things that just move along because our life is a story. True. But remember, stories have chapters. And the things about chapters are chapters allow kind of for a stop and a start. It's like, uh, now here's a focus. Let's look at that focus, move to the next, and then it kind of concludes, and then to the next chapter. View and do life in chapters. Why do I bring that up? Because over the last couple of weeks, I've talked about how the story of this church could really be related into three mountains, if you will, three chapters. Chapter one was Mount Launch. In 2007, planning to launch a church in a theater. And in 2008, that began to happen. And just over the years of that time, figuring out what that was, and my goodness, uh, God just showed up. And then uh, the next mountain uh, of time really became uh, for us to uh, have Mount Base Place. Uh, God, might you have it that we would have a permanent place to be able to gather and have a permanent footprint on the west side of Indianapolis for the long haul. And my goodness, God has provided for us this 30 acres of property that go all the way out to Rockville Road there and then this building and wow. And then really the question, what's the next chapter? What's the next mountain? And I talked about how that is Mount Forward. That's these coming years uh, with what's to take place. And so over this time, it's been laying out what that is and what that looks like. We began this last year's leadership as elders and pastors. We pulled in, I think I mentioned last week, we pulled in a Jethro. Um, we pulled in a Jethro because we're a teenage church. 
So much has happened and so much God has done, and yet we're only 13 years old. Teenage years. Teenage years actually uh, are awesome years. They can be challenging years, but they can be amazing years. They are strategic years. The decisions that you make in your teenage years carry on into the chapters that follow. And there's really two things you can do in those teenage years. You can harness those teenage years and do them strategically, or you can squander them, or you just kind of float along. I think all of us could say we did a little bit of both in our teen, year, teen years, those of us who are older. And yet we, uh, as leadership, we said, we don't want to squander these teenage years. We want to use them strategically. And so Tim came along with us. He's further down the road. He's been in this rodeo more times than we certainly have. And, and Tim has been kind of leading us and guiding us over the last eight plus months. Over these last six months, we've been uh, heavily investing our time in coming back to the core and just putting a fresh take on what's our core mission, what's, what's our core values, and what's our core uh, vision for the next mountain, and, and then what's the core outcomes that we're desiring from that. Uh, that's what we've been working on the last six months. I'll note in here in these two months uh, just recently that have been taking place, we're in the process right now of pulling together whole no, a whole new leadership structure for us as a church, for us to be able to move forward with where we want to go and for us just to be able to uh, do it in a way that's wise. We're also right now in the stage of implementation plans. In other words, all these things that I'm talking about in these four Sundays, what does that look like? Well, we're in the process of putting those plans together. And as that forms out over this year, we'll let you know. 2022 is a preparation year. It's a preparation year for us as we're pulling these together. And, and the two Sundays ago, I talked about how our, uh, our new course mission statement is something that this is the horizon. This is the star on the horizon that we're heading to. We are heading to this all the time over the next 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. This is the star. This is the horizon that we head to. And in fact, you tell me what that is. So let's see if you can remember what I told you. You, you had, we are about what? Man, that's awesome. You've memorized that. That is awesome. And then last Sunday I talked about how core values, values, they're, they're the culture, they're the, they're the how we go ahead toward, as we head to the horizon over the next decades to come. And there are four core values. Let's see if you can remember those. Uh, first one is? Whoa, awesome. Second one? Third? And what's the fourth? Wow, I'm so proud of you. Uh, today, off of those, our core vision, our core vision. What's the next mountain? What's the next chapter? What's 2022 to 2030 being specific? Uh, what are we trying to do? With that, I'll say this. There are many things that we have no control over in life. They just happen. They just come about. God is sovereign. We are not. And there are things that take place that we have no control about. But I believe that God has, and we believe that God has given us the ability and the call to map things out. Uh, by 
if the Lord wills. This is where we're headed. This is where chapters of life come in. What is this chapter of life about for you? And we've been asking that question of us as a church. And over that, uh, because this has been happening since the beginning, it was by God's grace, Lord, could you allow us to launch a church? Oh, God, by your grace, could you provide us with acreage and a facility for a permanent footprint on the west side of Indy to be able to have that? Would you do that? And so for us, for 2022 to 2030, to 2030, uh, by God's grace, we're asking this of the Lord. By God's grace, by 2030, we will permeate the west side of Indianapolis with the hope of the gospel. By God's grace, by 2030, Lord, would you allow us to permeate the west side of Indianapolis with the hope of the gospel like we've never seen before here? That's the next chapter. That's the next mountain. That's Mount Forward. We've always been about deep here. I mean, we are about deep, and we will always be about deep. I mean, deep roots are critical. Roots just at the layer, hey, when the winds and the waves come, boom, down. We've always been about deep, deep with the Lord, deep with his word, deep with people deep. We, God, we just want it. We know this. We just want to be a church that is about deep with you and deep, deep, deep. In fact, our, our four values preach deep, intensely vertical, foundationally scriptural, deeply relational, genuinely authentic. Man, that preaches deep. That's the culture. That's what we want to be as a people as we proceed ahead for the next 10, 50, 100 years. We want that. Oh God, that deep. But know this, deep goes out. You see, it's not only deep because you could just imagine a plant where it just shoots its roots straight down I mean, even then, it's going to get pushed over because it doesn't have out. The way God's designed roots and plants is to go deep and out, like deep and wide. That sounds familiar. And we will always be about deep. Everybody, right? Deep. I didn't set you up well for that. That's my bad. But we're always about deep, but as leadership, as we've just examined ourselves and as Tim has come alongside us, we've just been asking the question, in this next chapter, what could we grow in as a church? And we believe it's out, being a sent people. And uh, we desire to grow in that. So let me work through the words of this vision statement for this next mountain. First, by God's grace. Oh, it should always start there. Anything like this should start there, whether stated or just by knowing it. You know, it is the Lord's will. Uh, God, this is our desire. 
But by your grace only can this happen. And that's why it starts with that. David says in Psalm 20, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. That's it. That's it. Zechariah looking to finish out the rebuilding of the temple. He's reminded, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Know this, we are not putting a statement out there that is like, if we think it, it will happen. We are not putting a statement out that's like, claim it, name it, and claim it. That's not what's going on here. Instead, if this next chapter, if this mount forward is to in any way be carried out, it just needs to be stated right up front. God, we require your spirit and for you to make this happen because we don't have the strength, we don't have the ability, it's not about us. Amen? By God's grace. And I'll say this, it's a big, hairy, audacious goal when you think this through to permeate the west side of Indianapolis. Oh, but if I remember correctly, we have a big, hairy, audacious God. And frankly, the worst thing that could happen is to look back at chapters of your life and go, look what I did. Instead, it's about, look what God did. That's where it starts. That's where it should finish because that's what it's all about by God's grace. Next, by 2030. We've put that in there because it is a stated time frame. It's a stated time frame that establishes a concentration of a pursuit. Know this, this is not saying that after 2030, we're not interested in being an sent people. It's not saying that. This is about strengthening a muscle. And I would even say strengthening a muscle that, that we actually think is somewhat weak for us. We've been about deep, and I would say that's the place you should start. Deep, deep, deep. But deep is followed by out. And so in this, we are, we're setting, we want to have an intentionality about it. We want to have a thinking about it because that's what maturity comes from. I want to grow in that. And being that our mission is about pointing all people to passion and pursuit of the radiant God for the next 20, 50, 100 years... And while desiring to do that in a manner of intentionally vertical and foundationally scriptural and deeply relational and genuinely authentic, in the manner of doing that, that's always on the table. But the next mountain, we want to grow as a church intentionally with the intentional focus of increasing, oh God, might it be the case that you would allow us to be in people to permeate the west side of Indianapolis with the hope of the gospel. And that is going to be on our mind and in our intention and in our planning. By God's grace, by 2030, and then I love these next three words, well, more than three, but Radiant Bible Church, we'll count that as one, will permeate. Permeate. I've really come to love this word. Permeate means to spread through, to pervade permeate. 
Permeating is not instant. Permeating is not fast. Lightning bolts do not permeate. Lightning bolts shoot. We're talking permeate. I'm the kind of guy, if you know me, I'm not an academic by nature. I don't have a mind that remembers things like data issues. Give me like five bullet points and in five minutes I don't remember any of them. But give me an image, I will remember it for my life. So how can I show an image of permeate? Well, take in this image of permeate. that's permeate. It's not a lightning bolt. It's not instant. But really, it's, it's the slow-moving absorption, spreading, the influence of. What was once blank has now been permeated with, in this, this blue-white cloud, permeate. That's what we're talking about. Permeating in the way that we're talking about is an intentional mobilization. It's not just, we, we golly gee wish, we sure hope it happens, but there's an intentionality behind it. There's a purposing behind it. I would suggest that that's a biblical reality. Genesis chapter one, God said to Adam and Eve, hey Adam and Eve, fill and subdue the earth. Now, the way God designed it, that can't be lightning bolt. I mean, they can't just go boom, 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 and reproducing these to fill the earth. It takes time. It takes not only a year. It takes not only years. It takes decades and centuries and millennia for that to happen. And God knew that when he called for them that. He's like, don't lightning bolt the world. But it starts from you. And the design is fill the earth. I would go to Genesis 12, Abraham and Sarah. Abraham, I want to build a great nation, a uniquely blessed nation for the world. Okay, we don't have any kids. I got that taken care of, Abraham. And Abraham's waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's over 20 years before they have a child. Wait, what does that tell you about God? You know, we Americans, we just have this, it's got to be fast and it's got to be big. Um, and God's like, you know what? Actually, I'm not in a hurry. Just read the book of Judges. God is crazy patient. And sometimes in church ministry, this sense of urgency with the gospel gets, I would even argue, unbiblical. It's not understanding what discipleship is and what the expansion of the gospel actually looks like. God is crazy patient over time. And yet in that, there's an intentionality about it. And I'll say this, this is not in any kind of way in my mind and in our mind as a, okay, we're about to unleash a whole bunch of church programs. I am not an anti-church program person, but we are way over-programmed in our thinking on things. It's actually a way to kind of evade and push off some things. 
Instead, uh, loving and engaging in our communities in increased intentional manners. It's the kind of thing where us equipping and sending you into your spheres of influence and using that for God's glory. It can also include the engaging of opportunities for local church planting. It's not one, it's all. It's not one, it's all. It's all of God's people permeating out. And by the way, these plans are going to be coming over as the year comes along. And Sundays are a part of that. This next series, what does it look like to grow deep in the Lord? And then in August, September, October really is, what does it look like to be sent forward to go out as a people who are deep in the Lord? By God's grace, by 2030, Radiant Bible Church will permeate what? Turn to Matthew 28, if you would, please. It's page 784, 784, if you use one of the Bibles there, Matthew 28. This is after the death of Christ. This is uh, Christ is risen from the dead. Imagine that. There you are talking to the guy that you saw die, and he's alive. Boom. He's talking with the disciples. Matthew 28 beginning verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Whoa. That's a call. By the way, he's given this to a handful or two of people. A turnover to Acts chapter 1, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Acts. Acts chapter 1. This is right before the ascension. This is still during that time frame where what Jesus just said to the disciples and right before he leaves. Acts chapter 1. Begin in verse 7. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I will note there is a strategic permeating movement plan. Where you're at to the surrounding cities and then to the world. That's the strategy. And yet with it, the world is always on the mind. And so as we talk about this, know this, we're not talking about in these coming nine years where our focus is not at all on the world. I mean, we have international partnerships that we work very intimately with and still on that, still on that because it's to the world. And uh, frankly, as I'm concerned, more of that And yet, us as a church, we are keying in on our own spreading here locally, strategically, and intentionally. Pastor Doug, why does this statement say to the west side of Indianapolis? Why doesn't it say Avon? Because the church has the address of Avon. The answer to that is because of you. What am I talking about? Uh, Take a look at a map from a little over a year ago 
on uh, kind of what we call regular attending families on the west side of Indianapolis that attend this church. Uh, that preaches two things. It screams the west side, not just Avon. That's where all of you come from. It's an amazing thing to me. It screams west side, not just Avon. It also screams gospel opportunity. I mean, there's opportunity all over because of where you are. The April 1st, 2020 census, by the way, kind of how funny that is, April 1st census comes out. Think that one through. Hendricks County, Hendricks County in 2020 was said to have a population of 175,000, right around round numbers, 175,000 in Hendricks County. If you take a five-mile radius from the center of Avon, and I'm kind of going off of 267 and Rockville Road, that first circle is a five-mile radius. The outer circle is a 10-mile radius just to kind of uh, locate yourself. But let's just work within the five-mile radius. Out of the 175 in all of Hendricks County, 100,000 are within that five-mile circle. If you actually shift that circle just a mile or so over here to the church, that number actually increases because we begin touching in further into Indianapolis. But it's 100,000 people. That's 36,500 households. 25,000 of that 100,000 are 17 years and younger. 25% are teens and younger. 13,000 are 65 and older. I'm increasingly loving that group. That means 62,000 are 18 to 64, 62%. Currently as a church, we have right around on average Sunday, we have around 1,200 people attending in person and online. I got to tell you, that's quite an amazing number in church world, that a church can have over 1% of the population within a five-mile radius attending that church is an amazingly high number, and God's awesome. And yet that number also screams this. There's all kinds of gospel opportunity out there. And I fully realize we're not the only church in the area comprising that. But listen, we know that there are people who need Jesus all around us. And opportunity is right within our own backyards, within our own Jerusalem, as well as our surrounding cities, the west side. But Doug... Uh, elders, pastors, um, being genuinely authentic, is this just a push for you guys wanting to become a bigger church? Hey, thanks for that heart question. Thank you for asking that. Thank you for being genuinely authentic about all of this. And I think I and our response to that is no. It's not the intent here. Instead, the intent is biblically, we are a commissioned people. And we believe as a church that God is blessed through the going deep. And deep people naturally ooze out. And we want to foster that and fertilize that and strengthen that. We're going to continue to go deep. We want to grow in becoming a church that also is oriented out. 
And if that means that people come to Christ and come back to Christ and more, me, more people attend here, fantastic. If that means more people come to Christ or come back to Christ and attend other churches around here, fantastic. Listen, this whole thing of I just want a church that fits around what is comfortable for me, I'm going to lovingly push back. If that were the case, I would be pastoring a smaller church because that is far more comfortable for me, just being totally transparent with you. But it's not about me, and I lovingly will say it's not about you. This is about the gospel and what God's desire is. And we want to grow. We need to grow. We're not that great, to be honest about it, as a going out church. And we want to strengthen that muscle. That's why the west side of Indianapolis, because you live there. It's not because I want us to go there. It's not because we as leadership want us to go. It's because that's where you live. And we want to go where you live. And then the last statement, with the hope of the gospel. I love that. It's not just the gospel. It's the hope of the gospel. It's not permeating the west side with the hope that this world offers. It's not permeating the west side with our own self-agenda or our own self-gospel. It's not permeating the west side as some, oh, those are some mad-about-it Bible people. Not that. That's not radiant. That's mad-about-it, church. Not interested in that. Also, it's not permeating the west side as a a lukewarm with the gospel people. That's why this next series, these next five and a half months, I am investing in, 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 in a way of doing a Caesar series talking about growing and changing in Christ like I've never done here. Because out comes out of deep. And we're going there and then going out. It's about permeating as a deep with God, deep with others, deep with the hope of the gospel people. It's about that. Because the gospel is good news. And as it is increasingly great news in us, it will ooze out. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. Hey friends, have you noticed our world is burdened and heavy laden? Oh, and we're in that as well. And Jesus says, not leave me. I just want to be around happy people. Jesus says, come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You see, Jesus is not first and foremost about finding rest for your bank account. Or rest for your overblown schedule. Or rest for a pandemic. That is not the first and foremost goal of the Lord. There's something more important than that, something more broken than that for those without Christ, and it is your soul. And Jesus says, that's what I'm about. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to bring you holy. And hear the heart of John in 1 John 1. 
That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands. Do you, do you see the depth of that? He's like not talking about some theory. He's talking about, I've been there. I've been with him. I've been deep with him. I've touched him. I've seen him. I've looked at it. Can you imagine that? And he's like, I'm telling you, that's where I come from. And out of that, he says, the life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has made manifest to us that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light, God is radiant and in him is no darkness at all. We have the hope of the gospel. And it is not just for us. It is for a world in need of it. And our eyes and our attention as leadership is turning to how can we be deep and out. And that's where we're headed. That's what this next mountain is about. This is the next chapter. And I am cranked up. by God's grace. I won't go there, but Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, I'll just note, it says, and God gave leaders, summing it up, God gave leaders to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. I'm a vocational ministry. My job is in ministry. My job isn't to do the work my job, our job, is to equip you to do the work. I love that idea. And we're going to get after that, increasingly so here as a church. We're going to get after equipping in ways we haven't done before. That discipleship plan, that discipleship plat pathway for increased discipleship equipping and training, outreach equipping and training, leadership equipping and training is right now in the process of being developed. This isn't I'm having a talk with you and now I'm unleashing. It's we're having a talk with you and as this year goes on, we're preparing for what's ahead. By the way, a launch of a rocket is preempted by all the work getting it ready to go. And that's what this year is about. And by God's grace, by 2030, Radiant Bible Church will permeate the west side of Indianapolis with the hope of the gospel. We're going to take some time of prayer here, uh, led by some of our uh, pastors and elders who are available. If you guys can go ahead and come on up here. Um, let me just kind of transition into their leading us. Uh, four of them are going to lead us in a time of prayer here into just this imagine. Imagine by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, us as a church passionately pursuing our radiant God as an ever-increasing, shining people. Where worshipers are increasingly bringing glory to God. Where disciples are intentionally pursuing life in Christ in deeper ways. Where people are joyfully pouring out the gospel in their lives. Imagine by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit that we'd be an increasingly equipping people. Where strategic discipleship and outreach and leadership training and engaging is happening. Imagine by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit in these coming years, uh, us pursuing to be an ever-increasing, mobilizing people. 
loving and engaging with the communities on the west side, sending you into your spheres of influence, equipped and ready to go, and us considering the possibility of local church planting opportunities. And imagine by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit that over these coming years, we could consider how this 30-acre campus could be used to have a discipleship training center and to be a blessing to this community unlike we've ever seen. There's some 25,000 cars every day that drive by property that we own that touches out on Rockville Road. We have the opportunity for this place to be a radiant beam of a blessing to this community or to be not. We vote for the former. And we don't even know what all that looks like, but we're going to pray for it. So will you guys lead us in a time of prayer? And so God, we come boldly and humbly before you. Standing on the pillar of believing firmly in the power of prayer. And we pray out these things before you. We pour out our hearts before you and ask you to move and work among us beyond what we could ask or think. It is no accident that two plus years ago you uh, led us towards a new name of Radiant Bible Church. And I pray that we would be a radiant people, shining. And as your word says in Psalm 34, those who look to you, that we would look to you in such a way that we would go deep into your word and we would be uh, passionate worshipers of who you are. And as we spend time with you and as we extol you, it would be like Moses' face after he spent time with you, that we would be a shining people. We would radiate the good news of the gospel to our spheres of influence. Worshippers, deep disciples, disciple makers, joyfully pouring out to our spheres. We would pray that, God, we would implore of you to do that work among us. Lord, I pray for your people. Lord, your, your gathered church here under your name for your glory. God, that we may be an equipped people, uh, people who, who know the gospel, not, not just know stories and, and parts of the gospel, but, but the gospel has, has taken root in our hearts and our lives. God, that we would, we would live the gospel in every opportunity, God, at all times. A commissioned people sent out with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, that you would be equipping this place, not, not just gathering us, but, but scattering us. Lord, sending us into our spheres of, of influence and, and preparing us right now for the work that you have ahead. Lord, may you use the people of this church. Lord, as you're building this church, 
um, equipping us in areas of, of discipleship. Um, God, not just uh, more people following you, but people who are, are disciple makers, people who are sharing their stories. May we see, Lord, new lives turning to you. Lord, finding the hope of the gospel and repentance. Lord, in celebrating stories. Lord, in, in the outreach of, of our community, God, may the, the hope permeate from our homes throughout Hendricks County. Lord, coming alongside um, neighbors, coworkers, families, Lord, wherever you've placed us. Lord, I pray for the leadership, for the pastors, the elders, the ministry leaders here, God, that you'd be working among us. Um, Lord, we, we so cry out for your help complete dependence and a need of, of you, Lord, to be working in this place, moving on our behalf. Lord, this is your church, we pray. Father, your word says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Father, you tell us to go. You tell us to go into those, into our community, into this world, and Father, I just pray that the passion burns within each one of us to tell the story of how you have changed our lives. That, Father, that story, we can share it in so many different ways, Father, with each encounter of somebody, whether it be our neighbor, whether it be a family member, whether it be a coworker. That, Father, that desire that burns in our heart to share your love and to share your compassion and your care. Father, our community is in so much of need of Jesus. And Father, as we sit here today, Father, may you prompt our hearts to go. Father, to go into our community and be you, Father. Be your physical example of your love. Father, and how and when you grow your church and as it continues to go from what we are today to what it's going to be, Father, if there's an opportunity in there for us to be able to be a part of another plant, another growth opportunity, Father, may you prepare us for that and may we go because, Father, we desire to share the radiant glory of God. Father God, we look backwards as we pray for our building. We are grateful, Lord, for your faithfulness, for your provision throughout our church history. We are grateful for you providing this lovely 30-acre campus that sits at the heart of the west side of Indianapolis. We're grateful, Lord, for providing this beautiful building that serves as a sending base place to our community. And more importantly, Lord, we're grateful for a loving, generous, supportive faith family 
that represent your voice to our community. As we look forward, Lord, we ask for continued clarity and wisdom as we build out this place in support of your vision, Lord, your mission, which is our mission as well. We're reminded, Lord, that your word says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And Lord, by your grace then, through the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask you to be in our building. As Nick prayed, we humbly and boldly ask for you to be in our building so that this place increasingly becomes a discipleship equipping center. That this place increasingly becomes a blessing to our community here on the west side of Indianapolis. And that this place becomes filled with Christ's followers, Lord, that are increasingly passionate about pursuing you and reaching our community. All this, Lord, for more of your glory, less of us. It is in Jesus, the master builder's name, that we pray. Amen.